back, Marie. They're back. Welcome back, listener, to another episode of For the Love of Sport, brought to you by Sports Engine. Your home for you sports. Welcome back, dear listener. We are recording this early um, because we do have the the Super Bowl coming up here. And I want to ask you- Super Bowl. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Just because you're a soccer fan, you've got the the scars in the background. You know what the Super Bowl is. No, I'm kidding. I love the Super Bowl. I have a couple questions for you. One, what is your go-to Super Bowl food? I need, I need mm. to know, like, what's the what's the snack that gets you through it? You know, do you have, like, any games you play with, like, your friends, your family, like, things like that? Yeah. That's, so that's, that's two- question one. Let's start there. Okay. Okay. Twofold. What I like to make for every Super Bowl party are mm-hmm. those little uh, Hawaiian roll sliders with the ham oh and cheese and, like, the butter, and you put them in the oven, and yeah. they're just amazing. I love to make those and bring them and eat them. I would say my I enjoy, because I never make this, I never make, like, buffalo chicken dip. Oh, man. Like I don't ever make it myself, yeah. but when I go to parties, it's always there. So really I would is. say Buffalo that's a really yeah. big one. Yeah, I'm gonna lock it in with those two. I feel super good about those two answers. Really, anything Buffalo chicken, you're you're winning. I've got a whole crispy recipe for them. They get baked, they get taken out, they get dipped in the in the Frank's Red Hot, they get put back in, they get wow. dipped again. It's a t- it's a twice dipping and then a drizzle on top, and it's oof, just sounds perfection. Like, Mah, it's so good. Sounds like I'd be sweating. Yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> Highly Slowly. affected by then, hot items. Also, uh, the the little hot dog when he's the oh, little smokies. pigs in a blanket. Oh, no, little no, no, smokies. No, little smokies. Yeah. That's also, pigs in a blanket or like bacon wrapped. Anything. Um, yeah, anything. We I think <laughs> really? we had dates one year. Water chestnuts uh, are good. Bacon wrapped yeah. water chestnuts. Best friend from college had like these amazing cream cheese filled jalapenos that were bacon wrapped and they were like homegrown jalapenos wow. too. Do you have like activities you played during the game? Do you have like little side games? I don't, I don't think I've ever played like a a game during it. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not in on like the the betting and like all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking, be- but, I'm not talking betting, but just like yeah, just other activities games, that you no. play. Yeah. The only thing I do is I, I like to pay super close attention to the commercials for sure as yes. a marketing as a marketing person I think that's kind of yeah, across the board and picking yeah. I like to write down like my top five so that I can Same. reflect back on it so this, maybe we'll I, do that post, I think we post Super Bowl we'll we'll bring yeah. it back and do a special uh video for that I agree that sounds that's a good that idea sounds awesome I was I thought I was gonna be so unique here and then I'm realized like of course we're both product marketers we're gonna geek out about the commercials yeah. and dear listener we won't dive in too deep about this but it is a game that I've played I, I usually do like a top five uh the other two games that we've played um we like to we like to do really ridiculous uh predictions for the halftime show like who's uh, going to appear what's Rihanna? Just like I know so yeah this year is gonna be, be like big. so the, the question, we always like to you know, like see who's going to get right uh, the first song, like what she's going to lead off with. Sure, sure. Um, I'm going Pond Replay, obviously. Um, but, <laughs> I think it's uh, me. What is that? Four, four, five seconds. That's all I got. Ooh, that's a good one too. Okay. Yeah. All right. We also I think might, she's going to lead with yeah. like something like really, you know, like when the lights come up and it's like. Yeah. Mm, I think it's something, something like, of that like a slower ballad. I could see that. And then like, we always like try to throw out what celebrities are going to join her on stage, like things sure. like that too. And the other one that has a weird special place in my heart, because we did this since I was like a tiny little kid is practicing sideline catches. Like you just pick like mm. a random spot on the floor. That's the sideline. Toes. And then someone throws and you just practice putting both feet. On yeah. If, if anybody else does that, send videos. Well, you know what? Or just validate me and let me know that that's a thing that, that was well, done. Well, I would say my dad and I, we would do this with baseball 
yeah. out in the backyard and football, he would just throw, I would just be like, I'm going to run as fast as I can throw a ball. That's probably, I can't catch it. I'm just going to dive and try to catch it for yes. hours. We would just do that. So I feel like that's kind of the same thing. That absolutely is go sports, go team. Well, you Super know, Bowl. go sports, go team, go Super Bowl, go football in general. And you know, speaking of football, we've got a big old football player coming up here. Let's hop right in. Hailing from a Hollywood, South Carolina, Cleveland McCoy was a dual threat quarterback at South Carolina State, uh, where the Bulldogs come to play. Uh, completing a stellar college career before playing with professional teams in the CFL and the NFL. In 2019, Cleveland founded quarterback football training to provide quarterbacks of all ages and outlets to reach their fullest potential while playing on the field. QBFT's mission is to enhance individual performance by dedicating time and quality quarterback-specific workouts that empower success on and off playing field. And I can say without a doubt, from viewing some of the former campers, that Cleveland is crafting some very impressive quarterbacks. So without a doubt, I give you the curator of quality quarterbacks. All right. Nailed it. Cleveland McCoy, hey. welcome to the podcast. I love it, Simon. Simon, I like that, man. I, I might have to have you come in here and, and record that, man. That was nice. I need that. That's what's all, that's all right. So thank you for having me this morning, man. Of course. We'll, we'll send you a sound for sure. Mm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. I know that we have we have mm -hmm. a few questions we want to ask you uh, in particular, but I okay. mean, first let's let's ground it right from the start with your own experience with U Sports. We're U Sports Center podcast, ground for the love of sport and the passion that sport has. So tell us about what sports you played when you were a kid. And what was your U Sport experience like? Yeah, so you know, some of uh, my first U Sport experience was basketball. Actually, I grew up in Florida, and you would think Florida's football state, but the first my first ever organized U Sport was basketball. And I was pretty bad at it. Um, <laughs> I can remember coming home like, what did I just do today, right? It was one of those things, but, you know, as time, as time progressed, I've kind of figured out what was going on. But we, in, in the state of Florida, we played football a lot, right? But I just never had the opportunity to join any um, organized football groups, right? We just my, my parents' schedules and some of those things. So I was a great backyard football player, but no one could see it because, you know, I started off a basketball person, had no clue to what I was doing. And then I moved to South Carolina in the in third grade. And that was my first time actually playing organized football. And um, it's a pretty cool experience, you know. And what was funny, you know, getting on top a little bit, but fun fact, right, was I played in Florida all the time. A lot of the top guys in college at that time, we actually lived in the same neighborhood, but I didn't know. And so when I moved to South Carolina, I'm like, hey, that was my next door neighbor. That's Peter Ward, <laughs> right? And Peter Ward's up for the Heisman, you know what I mean? And I'm like, this guy, not nah, he doesn't know this to the day, but he kind of, you know, propelled me to play football, right? But it was just kind of cool seeing, man, like, oh, that was that was my neighbor, my next door neighbor as a kid, you know? And so, but uh, yeah, so just started playing football in third grade, and I just kind of kept doing both um, football and basketball, but never got opportunity to play baseball. I was good at, I was decent at baseball as well, and and soccer and some of those things, but for for the most part. It was football and basketball in, in youth sports for me. It's a commonality we see that, you know, it's a good idea to get your kid involved in a whole bunch of sports, not solely one sport in mm -hmm. particular, but have them be well-rounded. And I think exactly. that's, you know, really important for sure. You played soccer, you played football, you played baseball a little bit, uh, you played yeah, basketball. A little bit, but it was, yeah, basketball, yeah. So, I mean, were there any other sports that maybe you were like itching to try or like feel like you were like looking back you're like, wow, oh, that could have been fun. 
Or I guess you could you still know, play no, honestly, 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 golf. But like, mm. I grew up in a rural area in South Carolina, so golf. Yeah. Let me tell you a story about how we used to play. So I was the oldest of nine cousins, right? So my granddad had this land where we lived on and whatever. So I would be the one that always create ideas for us. So I was like, guys, I want to try this sport where you get a, a little ball and you roll it into like the holes. So we literally dug <laughs> holes in the grass. Like seriously, we dug holes and we would like use like pieces of wood and we would chip it inside these little holes and play golf. And That's so that was just kind of like, you know, <laughs> that's how we you know because like i said we are, we were in a small town i graduated with like 78 kids so oh, it was like you know so it was like hey you know my mom worked and, and my dad wasn't around a little bit so it was kind of like you had to be creative and so that's what we do i was the oldest cousin and we would do track meets we would play you know <laughs> we do hockey i mean we we like street hockey you know what i mean i oh, would yeah. create yeah, ways yeah. to make that happen and back in the day i was i was creative of a lot of different things without having to the professional knowledge, but we just, we just made it work. <laughs> That's amazing. So had you, you had seen golf before and were like, mm-hmm. we're going to make this happen in, out, out in the backyard situation, man, exactly. that is, that is cool. Yeah. I wish we had some, uh, some footage of that. That would be, uh, that would I be know. amazing to see. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I know. Right. It's just thinking about these kids have social media now, but yeah, back then uh, if, I... you would have seen some things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. We we get to see everything now, but if if only people could see what happened, what happened back when we were kids, they'd be like, (laughs) "You sure?" And and the (laughs) the funny thing is, it was so cool because it was like I don't know where I think I got the golf ball from a garage sale. I don't know. Oh, that's but we didn't even know what it was, right? It was like, (laughs) what is this thing? You know what I mean? Can we dribble it? it? What's going on? Can we dribble it? Like literally, we dribble it on the on the on the asphalt, and it's like, hey, I know what that ball does. <laughs> it's it not dribbling. It's not dribbling. And I would say we probably didn't have golf. I think we probably had like the street hockey, uh, street sure. hockey sticks. But hey, we made it, it work. Still works. That's yeah, amazing. We, we played a nice eighteen hole. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you dug the holes in your backyard and played. Looking back, to, was there a specific lesson that you kind of go back to all the time when you were playing sports as a kid? Was there something that was sort of foundational that you're like pretty thankful for? I, I was pretty thankful for, you know, for me, I think the mentors and the coaches that I met through through my experience, right? Because like, if it wasn't for those coaches that did those extra things, like picking me up, you know, bringing me home, or calling my mom, letting her know the schedule, like little things like that, I probably wouldn't be here today. So I'm really thankful for that. And I think that's what I picked up from it. And I like to pass that on. And I'm, I, and it feels good doing it too. You know, I, I find yeah. myself like, man, I sound just like my coach. I'm doing the same thing, picking kids up, taking them home, like, just doing those same things that I needed is nice to be able to give back. I used to coach as well. Soccer was mm-hmm. my uh, sport of choice, if you will. But it's kind of crazy. You'll be you'll be coaching. And you'll realize you're doing something, and you'll be like, "I guess that is actually a pretty good thing to say." Exactly. It resonates yeah. quite a bit. So I, I hear you on that one. Yeah, it's, it's like that commercial. Like you're slowly turning into your parent. Oh yeah, oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself slowly turning into my coaches, but it, it's good. Yeah, when they're in the in the they're tailgating before the game and they're already talking about how they're gonna leave the parking lot. Like, exactly. yeah, do you think that exit over there is gonna be the best? They're like, we haven't even gotten into the game yet. Are we still thinking about leaving about the third quarter? <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> so tell me about the the transition from from youth sports into your playing now at South Carolina State University. 
we had 78, you know, kids in my graduating class. Yeah. And so from, from playing from youth sports to going to high school, I was big, fast, and strong. So it was like my coach said, you're going to play quarterback. <laughs> and it just kind of just kind of took play from there. We ran the option. So it really wasn't a pass, you know, first yep. all type deal, but I had a strong arm and and I got better at it. Now I wouldn't say I was the best, but I made things happen. You know, I got to college, my coach would always say, Cleve McCoy, the best athlete on the football field. But I don't know if he could hit the backside of a barn, right? Because I could <laughs> I could throw it a mile, but I could <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't accurate, right? And so you know, I, I made it a point to be like, man, I'm gonna get better at it. And so I redshirted my first, I redshirted my uh, my my first year in college, and that kind of helped me understand the game speed. And <laughs> from there, I think this this playing scout team and, and redshirt my first year was a blessing because it helped me, it it it, it gave me the tools needed to be successful. Yeah. And yeah, I started as a, a redshirt sophomore, but I I started sprinkling in as a, my redshirt freshman year, and from there I played. I started three years. And I had some really That's good awesome. coaches too during during that tenure, and it's been it was good. I think the my coach Billy Napier, he's the head coach for Florida right now, yeah. but uh, he was the one who was like instrumental and in like, hey, Cleve, you can actually really play this thing, but you really got to put the time into it, and so that that helped. But you know, I look back now, I look at my college film. There's so many things that I want to fix, but you can't, <laughs> right? So these kids oh, yeah. now, these kids that I, I train. You know, they're getting they're getting the best of the best because they, they're getting things that I didn't learn till later in my life. Can you talk about sort of the North Star of, of quarterback football training and, and you know, your mission there, uh, too, in, in relation to your own experience? Yeah. So I, I think for me, it was just more like I wanted to as a kid, I just wanted to have that experience of training for something. Right. I did it, but I didn't do it right. You know what I mean? It was like you, I, I did it myself. Right. And it's like, man, I want to be able to provide opportunities for kids. So when they go to these football camps, like I would go to football camps, Simon, and I would just stand out because I was big, strong and fast. But I wasn't the best because you got this guy that has a train. His dad might have played quarterback or some of those things. And I could just remember like, man, yeah, I can run a fast 40, but I can't I can't throw the ball like this guy. I'm just thinking about those different things. And I'm like, I want to be able to to provide that for, for kids, not even kids. I mean. Even for like kids, yeah, I start them early, but you know, you got kids, you got guys in college too, and you know, it's yep. a lot of knowledge that I could that I that I can can share, and so it's just it's it it's been it's rewarding, I guess it's rewarding just to see the success and and how it's growing, it's growing so fast, and and you know, it's like, and then I I see it in my son too, you know, my son, my son is you know, you know, I I, I give him a hard time because he's my son, but at the same time, like <laughs> he's gonna be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know, <laughs> and so it's like, I, I, it's just good to see it. And, and it's like, you know, just to see the, the seed spread, especially in Minnesota as, you know, hockey is the number one sport here. Yeah. Right? And I want to kind of bring, I want to kind of bring some of that, that football. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of families that want to play football and take it serious. So it's been, it's been nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have a different dynamic on the field with, you know, your son, if you're taking them through these drills, or is it, do you kind of keep it sort of on par with what you're like at home? Like, what does that look like? You know, I, I do a good job of separating the two, you know, and I make it a point because I, I've, I've heard stories. I don't want him to feel burnt out. You know, if, if, yeah. if you talk to the person, you think I'm out there with him every day and I'm not right. You know, I'm, you know, it's more like, Hey dad, come catch with me or one of those things, but he's learning as we're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm teaching him the right way to do it, but you know, there is there is some challenging times, I will say, because I, 
I try, I, I do his AAU travel flag football team, right? And I mm -hmm. find myself in situations where I'm like, as a coach, I'm like, I just don't want to put him out there like that. Like, don't call this player. Don't do this because I'm afraid that he'll mess up. And so what I, what I did, Simon, was I signed him up for tackle football. And I, I'm not the coach, right? I wanted to not coach. Right. I'm like, you know what? I don't want, I want someone else to take over. You know, I want you to hear another voice, right? Now, I, yeah. I do help him with his, like, mechanics and things, but I don't call plays. I'm doing it as a, I'm on the side just because I needed that. We needed yeah. that because yeah. I don't want him to hate the sport or always feel like he has to, you know, do things to appease me. I want you to be a kid, you know what I mean? So I stepped away from it a little bit. And it's been nice, but I still help with his flag, but that's, that's helped me relax. Hey, he's growing and he's learning from someone else. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to separate home from the sporting fields. Because I, I, you do see some parents that's really hard on their kids, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, like, man, I wish, you know, but it's not my, you know, you want to say something, but, you, you know, you want to kind of stay, you know, stay, stay in your wheelhouse. But it's, you know, you definitely have to have that separation. You got to let them be a kid. Like, for instance, you see him playing with his friends. You see him picking up bad habits, like throwing the ball the wrong way. I don't know. Like, don't say anything. Just walk away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, you don't want, you know, just let him grow up. But if I see it, I just leave and do something else. And then, you know, just let him, let him be a kid. Let him be a kid. <laughs> it's interesting, <laughs> though, because I think it's, it's a interesting topic in youth sports now of, of parents on the sidelines and all of that dynamic going on with uh maybe cheering a little bit too either aggressively mm -hmm. or getting yeah. you know m wanting to make sure the the refs hear them or and I feel like yeah. you probably have a lot of experience being on both sides being from the the coaching side with your kid on the field to also being on the parent side with your coach on the mm -hmm. field I guess is there anything like I don't know advice is the right word but anything you've learned kind of since you've probably been through it maybe a little bit more than than some that you would uh impart I know it's it's a challenging topic uh any any advice or, or things you'd want to say on that you have to separate like you don't necessarily have to separate but you have to define it right you have to define recreation right yeah. you have to define competitive and I think it's a fine line in between the two right it's either you're here or you're here you know Parents may have one expectation. The kid has something totally different, right? And it could yeah. go vice versa. And I think from, from the parents' aspect with the jarring and, and being on the sideline and, you know, cheering a little too loud is like, cause, because you get the top kids playing with the lower, the lower programs, right? And it's like the lower kids' expectations are totally different from here. So you're going to get that parent jarring. Hey, you can do better. But to the kid that hasn't really played much, he's doing a good job. Or that, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So you get that mix and it's like, how do you find that parity and how do you bridge that gap? It is tough, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think you just definitely have to define the two because if you don't, yeah. you're going to get confusion. You're going to get yeah. confusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I feel like oftentimes yeah. when you're in it and watching a game or watching whatever, like it's hard to see there's a much bigger picture here and there's a lot mm -hmm. more going on than just your kid in this moment, yeah, and whatever's exactly. happening and, and defining yeah. it and, and realizing there's a whole set of parents and kids with different ideas of, of what they want to get out of the, the experience. Mm -hmm. experience. So, I like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Cool. What do you think football as a whole, as a sport needs mm -hmm. to do to, to keep its prevalence in youth sports and to, to quell concerns of, you know, worried individuals who are, you know, worried about concussions or worried about, you mm -hmm. know, injuries that are sort of inevitable with a, with a sport like that. NFL has to just keep focusing on safety. Right. And that's the mm -hmm. same thing with youth sports. Like you just have to keep focusing on safety. Right. And being able to teach, you know, coach these kids the right way, 
and you know and do our research on on ways to make the game safe. The Buffalo Bills when they played Monday night, I think that was was it last Monday night, and the guy was down on the ground, right? And the other the safety came in, he just nose dive in the pile, and he he hit his teammate. Yeah, and he messed up his neck for the rest of the season. That was something that, you know what? You didn't you didn't have to do that. The, the play was already dead. Like it's just those little things where, and they're working on it. I will say that. Yeah. Right. And you don't. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is play a sport and be afraid, right? And it's true. You want to be able to have fun and play it. So let's just keep working on those little things that these kids can go out there and play because there is a decline in tackle football. You know, I can remember yes. there's a bunch of kids playing. Now it's you don't get that. You know, and it's like. I checked balance with it. I was like, do what do, do I want my son playing football, tackle football yet? I played in third grade, right? But then as from a parent standpoint, you're like, you try so hard to put your like you don't want your kids to experience some of the things that you experience. Right. But at the same time, they need to experience some of the things you experience. So you gotta be able to find that. You gotta find it. Yeah. And so it's like, you can't be afraid. Like I was like, he wants to try it. You know what I mean? Like, what? You scared he's gonna get tackled? You got tackled. <laughs> <laughs> right you know what I mean so it's like you you got to be able to find that you got to find that balance parenting mm-hmm. it's not easy <laughs> yep. you heard it here first no parenting <laughs> is not easy no it's not easy <laughs> is there anybody in particular you don't have to name names but is there anybody in particular that you think has next that you saw and you're like this kid's got something or I guess what's what's the key characteristic or what what sort of intangible you're looking for that you see kind of most common with you know, really mm-hmm. good quarterbacks. Right really now. good ones. The, yeah. the you know what the, the difference is, Simon, is the kids that the kids that yeah, you know those videos those videos you see are the successful ones, right? Mm-hmm. It's the kids that come back to me after session like, can you send me the, the ones that I messed up on? Mm. Right. That's the kid. I'm yeah. like, you know what? Oh, that's the kid that's like, hey, can, hey, you know, can I can I get one more rep? Can I do that again? You get those kids that they just want to be perfectionist right and they go yeah. out and they execute and and you see it and it transfers not just on the football field right because you learn a lot of lessons of playing this game but it transfers in like everything that they do you know it could be from a driver's test it can be from a test in school it could be you know those different things and that's what i want to teach these kids you know it's like you got a box you know what i mean of how long you can play and eventually you can't you won't be able to play at the high level anymore. so prepare yeah. yourself for what's after football Cleveland, we've got drums in the background. We've got claps in the background. We've got the music going. It's time for this or that. It's time for us to read off five or six rapid fire questions, and we need answers at a very rapid fire pace. No thinking, gut reactions only. Okay. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Yep, I'm ready. I'm ready. Marie, you got evens? I got odds? Sounds good. All right. Let's go. I'm going to have to close my eyes on this one so I can keep it, <laughs> keep it organic. Right? You're moment. not alone in that. You're not alone in that. We had another guest do the same thing. Okay, number one, rushing TD or passing TD? Passing TD. Orange slices or Capri Sun? Capri Sun. Brady or Rogers? Brady. Cake or pie? Cake. Jet ski or go-kart? Go-kart. <laughs> Nike or Adidas? Oh, Nike all day. Yeah. <laughs> Pro sports or college sports to watch? College. Nice. College. Nice. College. Me too. Love Me too. Yeah. 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 Easy. See, you did Easy. it. Easy. Easy. Actually, I have another one. Yeah. Gatorade or H2O? 
Gatorade. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like I like Gatorade. Damn, I you know I, I know water's better, but I, yeah. better for there's something about Gatorade. Gatorade. Uh, mm, yeah, I'll, it's good. I know I'll drink a Gatorade, and not even work out. Like, hey, what's in the Gatorade? <laughs> to do a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Chugging a Gatorade. <laughs> you walked up the stairs. That's always a workout. Have exactly a right. Yeah. I woke up this morning. Yeah, Gatorade. Yeah. Gatorade. <laughs> Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> does, does the lightning bolt just for athletes or can I also have some if I'm just like going for a walk? Thank you for being on the podcast. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you. You know what, Marie? I, uh, I had an experience. I want to tell you about this because this it's been a minute since, we, since you know I've I've done this, but I went out and I saw a movie in a movie theater, not on a plane, not at home <laughs> in, in my sweats. I actually I went to a public place where there were other people and I watched thrilling. A That's a thrilling I, I experience these days. I know. Well, here's the deal: the way they are now, especially like they've they've leveled up all their theaters where you have like all these like amazing plush seating arrangements. They've got the I don't know. They did something with the popcorn. The popcorn's different now. I don't know. <laughs> it hits different for sure when it I'm does. there. But it you know what really like changed for me is I can't stand being in the multi-person line. You know, the weaving, just oh, sure, just, like, sure. hamster yeah, yeah, yeah. in a cage, just kind of wandering yeah. through. Like, I'm on my way. I'll the be airport. There. What's yeah. worse is like when you're the only person and you still have to go through that, that thing. And it's like five <laughs> minutes and you can see mm-hmm. the person. Like, I'm, I know I'm coming. So what I did is I went on the Fandango app and I got my movie ticket right there. And I just walked up, walked right in. Got to see Amazing. my movie. Didn't have no lines. Zero Amazing. lines. That's a win for me, 100%. That's a huge so win. For, for our dear, dear listeners out there, grab a movie ticket on Fandango. Give your eyes a treat. Matter of fact, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Find times and buy tickets to your favorite theater. Fast and easy on the Fandango app. Or if you're on the browser, if you're on the desktop, clicking away, Fandango.com. Easy enough. Easy. Mr. Cleveland McCoy, he's built something really, really cool with QB football training. And I keep seeing all these Instagrams of like these like elite kids, like moving yeah. on to the next level. He's doing some really cool stuff over there. I love the story you told at the beginning about his youth sport experience yeah. of um, him, you know, playing with, with kids in the neighborhood and going outside and like creating like a, a golf situation going on. Like that's just, that's just wild. Like we're to think like if kid if kids did that now I'd be like what are you doing out there? It's so inside it's so and, and scroll. What are you doing, kids? No, just, yeah, stop <laughs> being creative. But what's like, getting such ingenuity just to make a golf course and just like any and just get out and play and just run yeah. it. Like that's such a cool. I mean, and it's also just it speaks to how foundational it is to all of us. Like you don't yeah. No, there's no blueprint for it. It's just deep ingrained inside all mm-hmm. of us. Like we're gonna go outside and play. We'll figure it out. And yeah. That's so exactly. awesome. Encourage so. that. We're going to do another round of everyone's favorite game, sports term, racehorse, or both. Or and the rules both. are very simple. I'm going to read something that's either a sports term or related to sports in some way. A racehorse, an actual name of a racehorse, or it's going to be both. Let's you cut ready? to the chase. Here we go. Clue number one. Here we go. Cherry point. Cherry point. Ew. <laughs> okay. I definitely feel like it's a horse name, and if it's not, it should be. It's a great one. I'm going to go both. You're going both. I'm going both. I think Cherry Point's like a 
I don't know, cricket name again? Another cricket name? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just resting my laurels on crickets. Yeah. No, it is just a racehorse. Half point for you. Oh. Half point. Just okay. a racehorse. Okay. But good, it's but great good. For, you, that's I a mean, great you were, horse name. Trust that instinct. Your instinct was mm-hmm. dead on. All right, let's see. Here we go. Here's another one here. Bosbury Flop. These names. I'm going a sports term. Sports term sports only. Sports term only. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yes. Lock yes. it in. Locked. No idea what sport or what the term could mean, but sports term. You are correct. It is a sports term. Ding, 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 ding. Nice job. That is a high jumping technique named after American athlete Dick Fosbury, in which the jumper clears the bar backwards and head first. I'm going to have to ask my cousin. Uh, He used to be a pretty elite high jumper if he knows what that is or if that's what it's actually called. You're one and a half for two. So that's much better. That's that's right. Not bad at all. Here we go. Rattle and roll. Horse only. Locked in. Locked and loaded. That's right. That's another good one. Nice. What is it? Rattle and roll? Rattle and roll is a name of one of the top 250 racehorses. (laughs) Okay, here we go. All right, last one. Ready? Yep. Whoa, Nelly. (laughs) I think it's definitely a sports term if we're counting racehorsing as a sports term. You know, like riding your horse. Whoa, Nelly. I'm going to go both because that would be an awesome horse name too. So both. It is both. It is absolutely <laughs> both. Nice one. Well Whoa. done. Way to pick up, oh, pick up, pick up another one there. That's that's your best going so far. Uh, just that's to, three and just a half to, out of four. Just for everyone, just for uh, our moms out there too, for for Becca and Joan. It is a horse, and it is uh, this is where I I uh, picked it out for a sports term. It is the catchphrase of the great sportscaster Keith Jackson, who used to call college football games and go Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> that was my I best impression of him. All right, cool. Well done. Well done. For the Love of Sport is brought to you by Sports Engine, the home of you sports. Hosts are the wonderful Simon McKenzie and myself, ah. Marie Fitzgerald. Our marketing guru is Kelsey Irwin. Our captain of content marketing is Mr. Rob Badeau. And a new member of the team, our intelligent intern, as we are calling mm. him, Joe Brazil. Intelligent intern. And our exceptional, fantastic sound engineer, Troy Stone. We'll be back very shortly with another episode so we will see you then see you then dear listener bye mom bye, Beck mom. and joan love you <laughs>